Looking forward to talking to this lady. She's the, um, uh, she's the CEO, the Chief Executive of the Department of Trade and Investment. More important than ever in this day and age, Leone Muldoon. Hello, Leone. Welcome to Afternoons. Hi, Tony. Great to be online. Now, tell us about this. The Department of, uh, the Department of Trade and Investment, I mean, uh, you know it because you're the CEO. Exactly what do you do and what's, uh, what's the charter that you've got? Yeah, look, we're responsible for assisting uh, South Australian companies to grow through export, uh, whether that's uh, opening up new supply chains to the to the East Coast, to markets in Melbourne and Sydney and Brisbane, or more importantly, internationally, and of course, attracting foreign investment to South Australia to grow new businesses and start up some of these exciting over-the-horizon industries that we're focused on. Leone, before we get into the specifics of exactly what the, um, what the organisation does, tell us a bit about your background. You've, you've worked overseas in some of these capacities, right? That's right. I've uh, I spent the last 10 years actually um, travelling the world. So I was uh, with the Federal uh, Trade Investment Attraction Agency, Austrade, and I did four years uh, in Japan, responsible for that part of the world. I then moved to Delhi and had really? responsibility for about 15 offices uh, across South Asia, and then moved to Singapore and, and worked across the ASEAN region before finally arriving in the home of all good things, Adelaide. <laughs> oh, kid, you know the right things to say. Um, Leonie, you're a lawyer by, by profession, so you've moved on from that, but uh, you also, somebody tells me you, you speak some Japanese? I do. Yeah? Uh, so I was uh, an exchange student in Japan when oh, I was uh, right, okay. a high school student. So I went to a local high school and oh. lived with Japanese families and uh, picked up the language there. So oh. and it's um, it's come in handy over the years as I've travelled around. Were you a Rotary Exchange student or was it some I, of the... Yeah, I was a Rotary Exchange yeah? student. It's, yeah, a, it's so. a brilliant program. Uh, Rotary, because of the ageing demographic of, of Rotarians, don't do it as much as they used to do, but that, that Rotary Exchange program has fostered so many great relationships over the years and has done so much. Um, what, was the, uh, what was the Rotary Club that sent you overseas? Box Hill in oh, Victoria. Oh, right and I, I went to a place called Yokaichi, which is a... Uh, yeah? Uh, what we would call, or what the Japanese would call, a small country town, but n- not so small, um, and a large petrochemical uh, port about 150k south of Tokyo. So, and, and, you, and you spent a year there? I spent a year there then, and then uh, have sort of continually been back and forth ever since. But oh, yeah, a... to, to go to your point, um, there was really no one in the Australian embassy in Tokyo that hadn't been an exchange student. Is that so right? That's how all six... of those, um, oh. yeah, um, relationships were founded then. People picked up language skills then, built a real understanding of the culture and how the society works. So it's um, it's been a program that I think has really created an incredible asset for us nationally. I know we're supposed to be talking about, you know, the uh, the department you work for now, but the, the exchange program is brilliant. We sent a daughter to um, mont Lausanne in the middle of France she went over there as a, an occasional drinker, an occasional smoker, and just a little bit arrogant. And she came back as a big drinker and a big smoker and completely arrogant after 12 months. And another son went to um, went to Switzerland and he learned to Swisher Deutsch. And he just loved it over in Switzerland. Had a great time. They called him the, the big kangaroo. But, yeah, it, just a terrific program. Now, I'm supposed to be talking to you about the, um, the, uh, the department of uh, uh, the department you're with. Tell me, are things tougher because of the pandemic? They, they must be surely, Leonie. 
Yeah, look, it's definitely opened up some new challenges for us. You know, we're um, we're trying to sort of, I guess, work in a situation where people are not getting the same amount of international on-the-ground information. Uh, we've also got some constraints, clearly, around people's ability to meet face-to-face, to conclude deals. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. airline industry has been adversely affected. So, you know, there's a range of, um, of I guess, new issues and new challenges that are confronting exporters. But the department's really, um, I think, onto those and and very focused on helping uh, South Australian exporters and um, making sure that we kind of keep the investment story moving. So, look, some of the things maybe that... Um, we can just uh, make sure that people are aware of if they're not tapped into um, help them to or encourage them to sort of reach out to the department. We've um, really stepped up um, the a global webinar series from our South Australian uh, overseas representatives. So I guess unpacking um, what's actually happening on the ground in those markets and being able to answer exporters' questions directly. I know we see a lot of uh, headline news about COVID patterns and, and different situations, but rarely do we get a very nuanced picture about, well, what's happening with restaurants and our weddings still happening and some of the things that are, are really critical to our exporters trying to understand demand for their products. So yeah. those webinar series um, are kind of helping to just make sure that information is is flowing through from overseas markets that are critical for our exporters. The other thing, obviously, everybody has just uh, had to focus to doing everything online so that um, all things digital is, is now... Um, second nature to us and we've been partnering with industry associations to provide coaching sessions to to try and help our exporters do things like run virtual wine tastings. Uh, we set up an e-commerce accelerator program to um, effectively allow South Australian companies to invest in strengthening their e-commerce capability. We ourselves have, have um, moved all those physical trade shows to be virtual trade shows and we're doing really industrial strength business to business online matching so we're just looking at new ways to deliver sales to to build those relationships and make sure that the connections with customers and importers and distributors um, are strengthened and new relationships grow and so i think we're just accepting that digital is going to be yeah. the new normal for a while yeah, i guess new- the, the yeah, the new normal is right. We're talking with Leone, Leone Muldoon, who's the Chief Executive of the Department of Trade and Investment here in South Australia. If you've got a question um, uh, regarding trading overseas and what steps you need to take, by all means, give us a ring, 8223 0000, that interactive number of ours, and you can put the question directly to Leone yourself. Leone, the, um, the trade dispute with China at the moment, and especially looking from our point of view, being a little selfish, the South Australian wine industry, how 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 critical is that? I mean, the the reports we're getting, it doesn't look good at this stage of the game. Look, it's disappointing um, to, I guess, having to be uh, dealing with a claim that uh, there has been dumping. It's certainly not 
um, something that we believe will be substantiated on investigation. But what I'd really encourage um, South Australian wine producers to do is is to continue to keep faith with their uh, their customers, their importers, their distributors in China, but also to um, work with us um, as all um, good uh, risk managers do to have a portfolio of partners internationally as they reach out and try and build their revenue through trade. So um, we remain hopeful that the dispute will will be able to be uh, quickly resolved, Um, but these are part and parcel of um, the complex international trading environment we live in today. Leonie, along those lines, we know that China is such a big and important market for our wine industry. What about places like, well, you've worked there, you speak the language, Japan and uh, and India with a population of of 1.2 billion, nearly the same population of China. Uh, Have we exploited, have we investigated those two markets perhaps significantly or sufficiently for our wine industry as an export potential? Yeah, look, I think um, what we're doing at the moment as a department is really stepping up our engagement uh, in um, markets more broadly. I do think that we are a little bit underdone in Japan now. Um, We used to have about a third of the Japan wine market uh, many years ago, and um, we were offered such terrific opportunities and we built such strong relationships in China that I think uh, we diverted attention a little bit. So chance for us to kind of re-engage in that Japan market, absolutely, and our uh, office um, in Tokyo is, is working hard to to promote um, South Australian wine. I think in the US as well, we um, there are opportunities beyond those that we're currently being able to uh, take advantage of, and we've uh, we've got two people now in the US market that are really on the ground helping to sort of expand that footprint. So we've got some aggressive promotional activity planned. You mentioned India. Yeah. Look, I think India for wine is a uh, a slow burn market, and when, when you say a slow burn market, Leonie, what do you mean? There, um, at the moment, um, I guess those people who do, do drink and many don't in India um, are more focused on whiskies and beers. But that's oh. a kind of a, a trend that we saw in many North Asian markets over the years, and then over time, as people become, um, I guess, more expansive and adventurous, they they pivot to wine. So I think it's a market that will have potential for us in the future, but uh, it's a very challenging market and our producers will need to be patient if they're going to see that as their next growth opportunity. Leonie, when we come back in a moment or so after the break, we'd like to talk about the international education sector. I mean, it's the sort of thing that's had a a real hiding because of what's happened in the pandemic. I'd like to talk about that in a moment or so. We're talking with the CEO, a lady who has an important job, vitally important at the moment, the Chief Executive of the Department of Trade and Investment here in South Australia, Leonie Muldoon. Back in a moment or two. Tuesday afternoons from 5.30, AFL icon and Hall of Fame legend Kevin Sheedy joins Rowie and Beeks to discuss all the key AFL issues. Thanks to BL Shipway, a South Australian institution looking after SA's hydraulic and pneumatic needs for over 70 years. Hi, I'm Rose from Dentures Direct. At Dentures Direct, we'll spend the time with you to discuss any denture problem or concerns. 
Whether you need your first set or you're not happy with your current dentures, our experienced Dentures Direct team are here to help. And if you have an SA Denture Service form, make an appointment with Dentures Direct and save 50% off your co-payment. Call the Dentures Direct team today on 8357 5555. That's 8357 5555. Chemist Warehouse is putting a spring in your step with half price off big brand vitamins like Blackmore's, Swiss, Caruso's, Thompson's, Henry Bloom's and Manuka Health, all half price. Biogland, nature's own naturopathic Pentavite, all half price. Nature's Way, ethical nutrients, inner health, Synovus, Nutrilite and Life Space, all half price. Plus Wagner and Go Healthy are also half price. Exclusive, exclusive bulk sizes, retail limits apply, Manuka Honey not available in WA. So for the biggest range of half price vitamins, shop at Chemist Warehouse and stop paying too much. How can you speak that quickly? and make it understandable. <laughs> I don't know. It's a quarter to two. We're talking, uh, as uh, we will in a moment or so, with uh, Leonie Muldoon. Leonie's got the important job. She's the CEO of the Department of Trade and Investment, vital to this uh, lovely state of ours. And we've got some more questions, uh, not the least of which is the um, international students. I mean, oh, they've fallen, uh, fallen by the wayside. Let's hope we can get them back. This is good news. The Joint Replacement Clinic have teamed up with the people at Bupa to give eligible members needing a hip or a knee replacement and no gap experience with end-to-end care. Now this includes things like the initial consultation with a selected practitioner in an orthopaedic team to the in-home post-operative care and physio sessions. In other words from go to woe. If you need to have the uh, the knee replaced or the hip uh, replaced, the people at uh, the Joint Replacement Clinic have teamed up with a gang at Bupa. This is a really good idea. It's another example of the Joint Replacement Clinic's commitment to looking after South Australia patients every step of the way. So if you're a Boopa member in need of a joint replacement, check if you're covered by the Joint Replacement Clinic by calling Boopa on 134... 135. That's 134 135. Give them a call at Booper or indeed visit your nearest Booper store, perhaps even uh, talk to your GP about a referral for the Joint Replacement Clinic. You simply visit the Joint Replacement Clinic, all one word, goes on forever, .com.au, Joint Replacement Clinic and Booper. It's a joint effort. It's a terrific idea. So if you're a member of Booper, just find out to make sure that you're covered from go to woe, the initial consultation, then you go to the orthopaedic team and you're looked after all the way through the physio sessions and you're completely recovered. Uh, we're... Gee, it's a really good offer, but find out if you're, um, if you're eligible. Uh, joint Replacement Clinic and Booper. It's a joint effort. Find out more details by simply giving the call at Booper on 134 135. And you can have that hip of yours and that knee of yours kind of clicking over like no end at all. Paint supplies, paint supplies, factory surplus batches. Good day. It's Gary from Paint Supplies, where the customer always comes first. At Paint Supplies, we understand that you have a budget to stick to, so we always offer the best quality paints at the lowest possible price. Don't pay more than you have to. Stick to your budget. Save money. And call into Paint Supplies, Westlakes Boulevard, Hendon. Or give us a call and speak with one of our experienced paint consultants. Open seven days. At Coles, we're helping lower the cost of your weekly shop with great fresh offers. Like Coles 100% Aussie Beef Scotch Filler 2-Pack 510 gram, just $16 each. Helping lower the cost of your weekly shop. Coles. Good things, great value. Offer ends Tuesday. We understand not all small businesses are the same. That's why Nissan Fleet offers tailored vehicle solutions for your unique business needs. With dedicated fleet managers available across Australia, 
We're your local fleet experts, providing quality advice, support and customer service for the entire life of your vehicle fleet. Visit your local Nissan dealer or search Nissan Fleet today and we'll find the right business solution for you. The largest Harvey Norman clearance store in Australia is now open at Marion with electrical, furniture, bedding, outdoor and flooring. Big brand name run-out models, supplier surplus, last year's models, scratch and dent, refurbished, factory seconds and new. Come and see the Harvey Norman clearance store at Marion for great deals store-wide. 4,000 square metres of electrical, furniture, bedding, outdoor and flooring with new stock arriving weekly. Open seven days. Look for the building with the big red clearance signs at 919 Marion Road, Marion. Hi, Kirk Bengilly from InXS here. Glaucoma can affect anyone. In 1985, I came within an inch of losing my sight because of glaucoma. And up until that point, I had no idea what it was. Over 150,000 Aussies are unaware they have glaucoma because they haven't had an eye exam. Left untreated, it can lead to irreversible blindness. Don't let glaucoma blindside your future. Get your eyes tested by an optometrist. It could just save your sight. To find out more, go to glaucoma.org.au. Scraped your caravan? Walker Crash Repairs, an RAA-approved caravan crash repairer. This is Tony Pilkington. And it's uh, just on 10 minutes to 2. We're talking with uh, Leonie Muldoon, who's the Chief Executive of the Department of Trade and Investment. The Department of Trade and Investment drives economic growth here in South Australia by attracting new foreign investment and also talking to local people about the export opportunities that are available. Leonie, we've got um, got a, a text from, from Caesar. Hi, Leonie. Does your department have a role on the South Australian Transition Committee, please, from Caesar? Um, I do represent uh, one of the economic agencies on the Transition Committee. So, obviously, the Transition Committee is focused on just really trying to balance health, uh, commercial and social outcomes and, and make sure that we move South Australia back to... Um, a more normal form of uh, operation, although we are we're talking COVID normal, I think for oh, the moment. Right. Yeah, yeah. This is from Susie. She says, "I know that I have a, a vested interest in this. I Pilko, I prefer you don't mention where I work, but um, the international education such an important sector for from all regards. How's it shaping up, and how can we somehow or another improve it? What uh, what's happening at the moment?" Yeah, look, it's absolutely a critical sector for us. It was our largest export sector uh, pre-COVID, so generating over $2 billion for the state and uh, growing uh, over the 2019 year at the rate of about 18.6%. So absolutely critical. And, of course, it's a sector that very much talks to jobs and your um, your caller is obviously in the sector. Yeah. But for every, uh, every four international students that come into the state, a, a local job is created. So it's it's really critical. At the moment, we've been um, working very closely with SA Health and uh, SA Police to um, just make sure that we've got um, processes and procedures in place so that when the time is right, that we can return international students in a way that's safe for them and, and safe for the community. Um, for many of them, you know, they are part of our community. They've been, you know, living in the heart of Adelaide and, um, you know, being um, 
part of everything that happens here for two or in some cases three years and so it's really um there is personally invested in south australia as we all are and it's really important that we help them to finish their studies here so we're we're all systems ready and we're just as i say looking for uh, the right time to be able to start those return of international students uh, an email from ben he says uh, your guest our guest is uh, leonie leonie muldoon ben says i know that um, your guest has worked overseas is it important when eventually the uh, this pandemic thing subsides that we still uh, continue this uh, this is the south australian government i presume you're uh, referring to ben that we still have a, a physical presence in some of these overseas countries? Absolutely. In fact, um, I'd be suggesting that um, uh, let's not uh, wait for COVID. In fact, the the overseas market position is absolutely critical now and that we're in a time where it's impossible for our exporters uh, and our project proponents who are trying to attract investment to travel, to meet face-to-face. So um, our international network is our arms and ears and um, eyes really trying to make those connections, uh, help our South Australian companies engage with people that they can't meet with face-to-face, develop opportunities for business expansion and revenue growth. So um, people who are not leveraging our international footprint, I I encourage them to shamelessly use their taxpayer-funded network and um, really kind of leverage them to um, do things that it's really hard uh, for people to do directly at the moment. So we have offices obviously in China, Japan, the United States, the United Kingdom, Dubai, Hong Kong, Malaysia and South Korea. And we're just looking at ASEAN at the moment that is also emerging as a as sort of an opportunity which um, I think we could take better advantage of. So um, international network is absolutely uh, critical at the moment. Um, we will continue to build it out. But I think right here, right now, we're already seeing some great um, business deals done. We took about 25 of our companies to connect um, with a U.S. supermarket chain uh, last week and 18 of those have been asked to send through samples. So that's oh, really? through an introduction that yeah. our, our U.S. rep made. I've just heard uh, this morning too one of our um, South Australian um, legendary groups has uh, been able to expand their sales significantly through an introduction that our um, Tokyo rep uh, made to them. So a multinational group that's uh, engaging with them here. So again, um, business can continue if we leverage these assets effectively. We're talking with the Chief Executive of the Department for Trade and Investment here in South Australia, Leonie Muldoon, from Michelle. Interesting email. Um, can you please, Pilko, can you please ask your guest, how big does your company have to be to actually get involved with the Department of Trade uh, and um, what's the easiest way of getting in contact? Um, There is no um, minimum um, size. We will help any company incorporated here in South Australia and we have uh, a number of programs that uh, really start from the very basics. So we have an export fundamentals program which we deliver in a modularised online format that can be kind of digested in bite-sized chunks. But we're very... um, 
I guess, focused on delivering uh, personalised direct support, so understanding individual companies' needs. Um, we also work with companies not just on international export, but also in considering expansion into East Coast markets. Oh, so okay, right no, on. No, one, no one is too small, and we're really keen to drive South Australia's economic growth through, through helping companies build their revenue bases. That's so important to everybody. Okay, uh, Leonie, so how could uh, how could Michelle get in touch with you? What's the, uh, what's the best... Uh... Um, if she just jumps onto our department website, so Department for uh, Trade and Investment, and there's a uh, email address and 1800 number there. If she just calls us up, we can um, reach out and make sure that we understand how we can exactly help and we tailor some program and services to suit growing her business. Leonie, thanks for the time this afternoon. Uh, continued success and the, the vital work you do, especially at the moment with all of the things that are happening. Enjoy chatting to you. Thanks for the time. All right. Thank you. That's the uh, Chief Executive of the Department of Trade and Investment, Leonie Muldoon, here in South Australia, and said uh, uh, they want to drive the export potential of uh, whether it be a big or a small business here in South Australia. And being locally based, they can give you all sorts of good, practical, on-the-ground advice. So get in touch with them. Thanks, Leonie.